everybody. Welcome back to The Best Thing Ever, a podcast about the stuff our friends like. It's about finding newer, deeper ways to appreciate things that other people appreciate. My name is Alex. As you know, I have been uh, on the internet as kind of a hater sometimes, publicly. Oh. Uh, for example, mm-hmm. this week, I've hated on Bob Iger, David Zaslov, and Reed Hastings, and everyone else at the MPTP, also uh, bagels. Um, what? Wait, wait, listen. wait. Hey, bagels? Listen. Listen, it's it's weird that you have to cook it three times. That's all. That's all. It's weird. They bake it and they boil to, it, and then wait, you bring it home. Are you and you're making like, your own bagels? You're not making your own bagels. No, no. They cook it twice, and it's not enough for you. You bring it home, and you're like, I'm going to cook it again. And that's weird. That's weird. It's not. I'm not mad. It's just a weird thing. I also did this weird thing where I had a double reverse where I hate people who hate sequels. Because there's this like hipster idea that sequels are always bad, but then everyone sees every sequel. and like, good. If you like the thing, they made more of it. Seems fine. Anyway, the point is, those are. Th- I'm right about all those things. Alex, you can make a casserole out of toasted bagels, so you can do it four times. Like, you could like, do it a four. Oh man, it's like a twice baked potato, a g- <laughs> twice baked again. <laughs> Quad baked. That's too many bakes. Um, so anyway, so this. <laughs> I guess you do with bagel chips. All right. Anyway. All right. Okay. The point is, lead. I'm right about all those things, but I'm trying to experience more love, so I'm asking my friends Wait, so things you, that they love I'm and sorry, learning about them. Are you saying them. that bagels are bad? Or are you saying that you just don't like how many times they're cooked? As if that is. As if that matters at all. Caleb, no, no, no. Oh, I, I think, look, I think everyone would be happier if we could just eat raw bagel sludge. I think that's what Alex's <laughs> point is. That's not what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. What you I want I'm just saying. bread to sit in lukewarm water, and then you just eat like a wet dough bread. Oh, like ball. a bread bowl. Yeah. I like that. Just, yeah, you yeah. just want wet bread. I want wet bread. Good, That's wet what bread. I'm getting at. Wet I just think three times is absurd. Bread. I just feel like as a species, we should have figured out a way to do this in two. That's all. Alex, Alex wet bread Falcone. As a Alex just wants a kind of cold, wet bread. So my friends suggest a topic. We give a presentation. We do a, re- a research project into it, and then we rank it on the master list of best things ever. Today... It's episode 22, and we are talking about women's basketball, including, if you're watching on the Figma, you can see these great photos, including this game uh, with Chinese uh, people playing in a courtyard, uh, this uh, obligatory photo of Naismith holding a leather soccer ball in a peach basket, and these ladies in a row wearing skirts, uh, all of that and more coming up in the deep dive. But first, let me introduce you to the hosts. I am going to introduce somebody in a game that we call, I call Two Hosts and a Lie. So uh, I'm going to introduce myself and my friends and we, with a fun fact. Two of them will be true, one of them will be made up, and then I'll introduce our special guest. So I'm your host, uh, I'm, a, I'm a comedian, my name is Alex Falcone, and I once got second place in a slam poetry competition. That could be true, could be not true. Maybe I won, maybe I didn't play, <laughs> maybe the only way to win is to not play. Also joining us, our chief marketing officer, uh, Ezra Fox. Ezra, fun fact about you. Still holds two records at your high school. Yeah, I will only tell you one of them. One of them is for triple jump, uh, because that was not a thing that anyone else competed in. So you, you've moneyballed you the track and field division? If, 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 if no one else enters, you get a point for your team for track and field. That's what happens. I, I love it. I also, you know, I would say about triple jump, I think we should be able to do it in two. <laughs> also joining us, uh, Hunter is uh, Hunter Donaldson. He's our board game influencer. And uh, fun fact about him, his mom married a Swedish man she met while playing EverQuest. Yeah, EverQuest. Uh, she was she was playing a high elf wizard, and he was playing a human magician. 
classic pairing, and they're just the chemistry was insane. I mean, wait, obviously so wait, everyone so, knows. so a human magician does fake magic, and then a elf wizard has no. actual powers and of look, the universe at these, their fingertips. And these magicians, you get like an elemental, right? And so that's your tank version. So I, like, it, it, oh yeah, it, I forgot. Ezra knows uh, about EverQuest. Like you, that's you, crazy. These all I know things. about EverQuest is that the term, the word "ever" is in it, which makes it appropriate for meeting a life partner. Um, speaking of life partners, let me bring in our special guest today who has a fun fact about life partners. So Monica Nevy is a comedian. You can find more about her at Monica Nevy, N-E-V-I on Instagram. And also you got a special called Big Stepdad Energy on YouTube right now. Uh, and a fun fact about you, Monica, your wedding vows were Love Island themed. <laughs> they were. Uh, we're is. not big Love Island uh, fans, I don't think, as the three of us. But tell me why that was the thing that was important to memorialize forever with your love. <laughs> would it be weird if I was like, we're not big fans either? No. Um, <laughs> you just I, met on an island. That would be <laughs> yeah. No, honestly, we are huge Love Island fans. Have uh -huh. watched, and, and specifically the UK version. We did that. Oh, uh, oh yeah, of course. Crash. You're a Love Island. Island like Love Island, but love spelled with like extra U. Yeah. yeah, exactly. There's a lot of, we know a lot of British slang now with this one. But oh, I bet you when do. we first started dating, I was traveling a ton, obviously, because I wasn't planning my schedule around a family. And so mm -hmm. I mm -hmm. uh, would come home on Sundays and we would just lay in bed and watch Love Island. So she started her vows by saying the girl I would like to couple up with is. <laughs> is that what they say on the show? Is that the year yeah, of my next Yeah, when they recouple and choose who they want to be in a couple with then they say oh you know they do their little speech and don't say who it is and then they go the girl i would like to couple up with is this show sounds Alex. a little gross i don't know wait is that, that's so, british slang should we talk about love island instead yeah, yeah uh, i'm just wondering like should i reorient my life around love island like can you give me like the pitch like why i should yeah, like, yeah. change to be a love yes. island uh well first love of all Islander? you do have to you do have to reorient your life because it is five days a week actually seven days a week when <laughs> like there's a new episode each day yeah that's a lot of episodes no. that's too much yeah so it's six weeks i think and it's every day and there's a voiceover oh of a guy named ian sterling who is a comedian from the uk and he uh -huh. it's like watching the bachelor with like the things you would normally think like you're like this is ridiculous you know so he's kind of making right. fun of it as it goes but mm -hmm. they okay. also like they all couple up it's not that idea of um there's one person and they're all oh. trying to get that one person there's like an even number of girls and guys and then they throw bombshells so it's like in a, and whatever. it's like a bachelor bachelorette fuck pile on an island yeah someone mm -hmm. yeah i mean if <laughs> it's a pile much. you don't need to be it's an island pile. the island is, the pile is own island Absolutely sounds like no, a pile. No, yeah. no pile is an island, Ezra. That's no pile it's is an every pile is a rock. pile. A pile that you watch every day. That's too many days a week, I think. I'm curious. The editing on that it show. Is. Well, and That's... I think so it was five oh, yeah, days a God. week when they started. And then they do like a unseen bits and then an after sun, which is like they interview people who got kicked off or whatever. So it it now it is seven days. And you can like <sighs> vote for people that you like and stuff. It's like Hunger Games for a dating show. Like you're kind of. Do they? The producers did, are throwing people in there. You get to do stuff. They do challenges that are what? stupid. It's great. Wait, so they meet each other, they couple up, and then mm -hmm. somebody gets eliminated, and then they just couple up with like a third wheel. There's an odd man well, out. So they can, or like, it really or they is it, triple up it, sometimes. It's very much up. controlled by the producers, which I think is fun. Like they sure. kind of just make shit up as they go, but. So when they first start, it's an even number. They all couple up with the person that they want. Then they bring another person in so they can steal oh. someone or whatever, right? But then oh. the recoupling doesn't always mean that they get dumped. They can still be in the villa and then other people can come in or they can try to, you know, 
crack on with someone else. And, so there's so it's like musical chairs, but they bring in a new chair every round. Yeah, but then they so sometimes in a recoupling, people who don't get picked are dumped from the island, or uh, okay. um, or wow. they can vote. You know, we can vote for our favorite couple, and then the people with the least votes get dumped from. The when island. I like hear this, the one thing I think is I think about a loving couple getting married and staying together for life. It's the first thing yeah. that occurs to yeah. me when I hear there about have, this there island. There are a few people who have gotten married and have kids and stuff, and you're like, I don't know how that happened, but we get really invested. We named our cars after one of our favorite couples. So. What? <laughs> okay, the, the high-stakes life decision of naming your yeah. car. Yeah. You really went all out. Well, My so- car's name is Shawnee, and hers is named Luke T. <laughs> Oh my god! I, this is so good. This is clearly Monica. Clearly, you have to come back for another episode. We have to, I know. I feel like yeah, yeah, and next you're gonna, your fun fact will be about a third thing you love that I have to go off on a long <laughs> learning experience about. This but is, this we, we did not bring you here to talk about Love Island. That's maybe your yeah. second best thing of all time. Uh, your best best <laughs> yes. thing of all time is women's basketball, and yeah. I'm very excited to talk about this. And I have a little research project for you. But first, I like to talk about our core memory of the topic. So, what is? Do you have an earliest or strongest memory, or the time? you fell in love with basketball uh what's your like core memory for women's basketball that comes to you for women's basketball specifically because i you let's see i'm in my 30s and i uh it wasn't a thing until i was like seven to have a professional yeah here yeah Mm -hmm. and um so i would probably say I mean, in 2001, I'm from Seattle, and 2001 is when we got the Seattle Storm, and that yeah. was a big thing, and, and really probably changed a lot of my life. Um, and so I think that the, probably the core memory, because I was a fan, but maybe you know a little skeptical, and you get a little competitive and stuff, but then in 2004, when we won the first our first championship, I was there with my parents, and wow. to have... To have an arena full of people for a women's sport because yeah. it's constantly talked about as not a draw and all that stuff. Just, yeah. I mean, it, it's electric to be in any full arena in a playoff situation, but to have them win and then some of them, I'm getting a little tingly actually talking about yeah, but it's, it's amazing. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, and that's like probably the first one, but I've had a lot of experiences watching and being a part of teams and um, just being so You play as well, right? you were playing winning. before that. Yeah, I played. Yeah, I mean, I played as a kid, obviously, but then I played all the way into college. I played Division One basketball, and so some of the yeah. players you're seeing in the WNBA now, like I know and played with, and or they're like oh, that's some very of my cool. teammates. One of my teammates is the uh, the general manager of the Seattle Storm. So it's you know I'm very still a part of. I help with the USA camps sometimes, and like I'm still a part of it, and I actually miss it a lot. It has a much different uh, feel than comedy <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, How everyone's, so? everyone's so much taller <laughs> yeah that's true that is true i uh, i feel like a tall woman when i'm doing stand-up but yeah 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 that, very the, short when it comes yeah, to ba- yeah, I, even in high school there was a time where i like walked by a high school basketball mm-hmm. team and i was like what what island did you guys all come from where are they making because i never see people mm-hmm. that big in regular life if it i saw weird. someone 610 it would be yeah. the most interesting thing that happened all week and they're just they all found each other and they play the same game it's crazy yeah it is weird because you know you're like oh not every tall person plays basketball which is true but most of them do and especially <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. women to be honest but we were in i was in a neighborhood in seattle once in ballard and uh 
and all these tall women walked by and a friend I was with was like, oh, what is that, the Seattle storm? And I turned around and I go, yeah, it is actually. Yeah, that's right there. <laughs> yeah, they were just exactly like out right. getting ice cream or whatever. But <laughs> My core memory about women's basketball is not about the program. It's my sister's friend, Laura, who played and they were like a year ahead of us and we would go play at the park and she was the best basketball player I had ever experienced because I was like hanging out with just like just like I was not playing on a team, but it was like, I don't know, sixth grade. So that wasn't even a team. She was on the seventh grade team and they would, it was just like awe-inspiring and also like physically very dangerous for me. Cause once you learn how to play for <laughs> real, it's a much more physical game than just like hanging out. She was scary good. So that's my earliest memory is that Laura was the best basketball player I'd ever seen anywhere in real life. Um, we have not, I assume as that you have not gone to a lot of WNBA games. No, my, my, I think core memory though, is probably similar to Monica's though, because, uh, so my aunt Randy and her wife, my aunt Paula, like, uh, lived mm -hmm. around Seattle and I, oh, cool. when we were, uh, you know, in college, uh, Alex, like I would go and hang out with them, uh, you know, like on weekends and like, like, uh, for long weekends. And I do remember like them being really, really hyped for the storm. And I think probably was around like the, the 2004 like championship, uh, that that was, I think like a key moment for them. And so I think just, that was the thing where it's like, Oh wow. Like th it was the first time I think I had ever heard anyone like, like actually be a fan, not just like, I remember, you know, when the league started getting started, people were like, Oh, this is cool. It's happening. But that was the first moment where it's like, Oh, someone actually is like, not just like, conceptually as a fan but actually as a fan of this team and is really really excited for it so that was, that yeah. was a new thing that's cool uh hunter aka ball hog yes. do you have a women's basketball yeah. memory um so just an interesting fact about me i've never seen anyone play basketball uh man or woman uh, i've seen i've never seen a human being play it so that's Are you just... actively avoiding that? Like, how did you do yeah, that? Yeah, yeah, do, 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 I, when you walk like, through the streets I, of New York, you see a park, you, you immediately turn the other direction. Too risky. Yeah. Too risky. Commercial, <laughs> nothing. Well, I just, I never learned what it was. You never so saw I, I may have Bud? seen it. I may have oh, seen it, but I haven't identified it. You know what I mean? Like, I haven't yeah. expected to see it, so okay, I don't sure. see it. You can't you know, that's the that. interesting thing about me. Oh. You haven't seen White Men Can't Jump? Like, there are a bunch of movies about basketball. You've never watched any of them? Yeah. Or they just have it in there somewhere. You, yeah, well, yeah. The, um, was it train wreck? Jeopardy, that... I think a lot of there's a lot of stuff about jumping, but I, I'm not really sure there's any basketball in those. <laughs> Is there? I, I thought it was mostly about jumping. Um, well, so I'm going to teach you a lot. Then you're going to learn some stuff today. I'm so this excited is... to learn about this game. Well, it's so it's a great game, and we're going to talk a little bit about the history of the game before we do uh, the timeline. Before we go back, I, we all have to watch this video together. I want you all to watch this thing, Monica. You've obviously already seen this. Uh, as in Hunter, you've not seen this. This is going to be your first introduction. New York Liberty, Sabrina. This Yonescu. just happened a couple days ago. Sabrina will Monica, you saw this I assume. Her money ball rack is on the far wing. Oh yeah. Okay. You may begin on the DJ's. This is, uh, so we're watching All Star. I'm gonna. Yeah. This is okay. this is a game. This is a three point shooting contest from the All Star weekend. We just had WNBA All Star weekend. And you're gonna hear the announcer as this goes. Gosh, it looks so easy. It does. So this is a game they play at the All Star break. You got racks of five balls at five places around the three point line. The first four balls are worth one point. The fifth ball is worth two points. Maximum score is 40. You get one rack that's all two-pointers. You can put that anywhere you want. Wow! She cannot miss! Whoa! Sabrina Ionescu! My goodness! I, like this is tingles for me. Like the first time this like popped up right after it happened. 
I've watched this maybe 30 times at this point. Finally misses. She's already up to 31. In the corner. So the goal is to avoid the hoop, or are you supposed to go in the hoop? It's supposed to go in. She's doing pretty well, Hunter. Is that? I, uh, she's doing okay, she's doing quite well. Then. I was confused. To be like, clear, this is quite bad. This is actually <laughs> Sabrina Ionesco. Ionesco, sorry, just 37 points on this game. The world record before this was held by Steph Curry with 31. She. This is the greatest performance of three-point shooting in the history of humankind. Just happened it's this week, crazy. this last weekend. Alex, was yeah. it that previously she had made three like buckets in a row, and so she was on fire, and so she just was holding on turbo? Yeah, she was that's, definitely that's on, when I'm on doing fire well. this whole time. I think that's true. Yeah, <laughs> I've yeah, played that on a uh, on Wii yes. Sports Resort. They have that, and yeah. I didn't do as good. So you have seen. <laughs> But you, you, know you understand. You do understand how hard it is. I'm not a New York Liberty fan, and I I, sure. I liked UNESCO in college. But we had the Storm had a player in there that I really like, Sammy Whitcomb, and she did well and made it to the finals. And so it was this thing where you're like, as she's making these, you're like, oh well, damn it, she's going to beat my player. And then towards yeah. that second to last rack, you're like, well, maybe she's just going to make them all. Yeah, maybe <laughs> <they're gonna laughs> like, and that's, and that's not happened. But that was yeah. pretty fucking close. And she yeah. said afterwards, they were like, well, how do you feel about it? She's like, sadly, I missed two. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the perfect, man. Athletes are, yeah. are amazing. Oh I did right. watch the All-Star game, and, and she was also shooting hot. Because I, uh, I assume you – I don't know if you watched the All-Star game. Because All-Star games are, like, not always the best games of the season. No. People don't try it very hard. It was, like, but 143 the... to 127. There's no defense being played. And there's no defense. And, defense. And, <laughs> and there's yeah. a four-pointer, which is not I fun. love. I love yeah. the four-pointer, and I do they think this is a good test. Last season, and it was they fun. should add this regularly. I think a four-pointer because it's <laughs> and and uh, she made a couple of the four-pointers, yeah. uh, and it's just the craziest thing I've ever seen. Okay, so now let's go back. Let's go to the timeline. So um, regular watchers and listeners of the show will know that um, when Anthony's doing research, he does his own thing. But when I'm doing research, I add it all <laughs> to the exact same timeline, no matter the topic. So I'm going to go to the beginning of the timeline. <laughs> Uh, you refresh your memory from some of the things we've talked about before, which had, uh, including uh, this, uh, 4.6 billion years ago, the solar system starts. All right, we'll skip a couple things. Oh, Ezra added from his uh, 3.7 billion years ago, microbes were uh, formed and then started having kids, the earliest form of kids. Okay, here's our first <laughs> basketball-related thing. So the first recorded game of soccer is in 206 BCE in China. It's a game meaning kickball. And if you if you look at this this drawing, this is the first, like, ball sport. And you'll feel like this drawing. The trees are in the field. There's just trees yeah. in the middle of the field where they're running. And they're also wearing a lot. They're wearing flowy robes. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think we definitely had, like, uh, Nike wasn't around uh, no. like, you know, for, like, sport, hazard. you know, shorts and stuff. Yeah. Yes, the, the, hazard. The, even, even the 90s flowy uniforms don't match with these full robes. You, know, you get, like, caught on stuff. You know, you get fingers caught on stuff. And oh, yeah. The, the fun thing about this... About this I guess woodblock maybe this is drawing like yeah. everyone's just looking straight up the ball is really high so they're like we're like yeah, well, I don't know <laughs> if it's gonna come down <laughs> <laughs> well, so, no one's happy with this it's gonna the go reason, over the fence it's like oh man <laughs> oh yeah this is about to be game over the reason I include this is because uh, like the history of soccer is like it's just always been around this is the first recorded game of soccer is in 206 BC wood carving but we have no idea how much earlier than that started one of the things that's great about basketball we know the day it started. So soccer has just like always been around, but basketball is like 
we know who made this. We know when they made this. So let's jump ahead. We'll skip through 1691, the first advice column. Now we get up to 1891. Uh, basketball. We're going really fast. Okay. Yeah, we're yeah, skipping yeah. some of the stuff because we already talked about it. You know, uh, we don't okay. have to do it all over again. Um, so. 1891 basketball is invented and you've probably seen this picture at some time of james Smith holding a then a leather soccer ball uh and a peach basket and the story goes he was working at the young men's christian association and he was looking for an indoor sport because it was too cold to play outside and also soccer was causing a lot of knee injuries so he takes a peach basket and he staples it to the wall of the gym and is like it's like soccer but it's upside down now you just do it's it's up instead of down <laughs> you throw it yeah I also, it was a staple gun i assume i don't know how you yeah. attach a peach basket yeah, yeah. Uh, 1890 a staple gun invented um I, the thing i love about this also <laughs> is that this dude looks like teddy roosevelt and i just realized yes. like oh people everyone looked like that i guess apparently for like 20 <laughs> years always it's always funny that the guy who invented it looks like he would be horrible at basketball. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure he's not. Well, I mean, it's a different game back then. It was a lot more about, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. A lot more about stuff, standing yeah. and being strong. Um, <laughs> but the uh, – well, it was, it was a lot of a different game in a lot of ways because uh, there was no dribbling at the time. You just had to uh, catch and throw from the same position. Um, also, this was happening in Springfield, Massachusetts. So what's crazy about – women's basketball is that we also know the day women's basketball was invented which was in 1892 it was a year later it was down the street and it was by a woman named senda berenson and now is the time to ask you guys a trivia question let's start with hunter actually because i know some of you know this uh, hunter how many people for each team are on a basketball court at a given time at the same time yes for each team i believe that there are five people do you mean to name their roles no no okay. that's great uh, ezra do you do you agree five players on each team I mean, unless there's a trick thing or, or like someone's like, you know, like running on when they're not supposed to be. Because we talk about like the six man. And I'm assuming that person's not supposed to be there. So, yeah, I think yeah. that's the there's like a ghost thing or a whole. <laughs> yes, there was a ghost one. There's also a film. Right? There's also yes. a film, a basketball film about that called The Six Man where he. Yeah, yeah. After he jumps. Um, Monica, <laughs> Monica, how many people are on each team in a game of women's basketball? On the court at each the, time? Yeah. yeah. I mean, now it is five players on each team. That are now it is five players on each team. It was not always five players on each team. Oh, dude, so I'm going to tell you guys like the 15. story. Um, well, it, it was when uh, Senda started it. I think it was nine on a side, nine per oh. team. But there, I'm going to tell you the, the story of six on six basketball, which Ooh. was the most popular form of basketball for women oh, until scary. the late 60s. So let's take a look. So when Senda invented this game, so Senda Berenson, she's uh, teaching at Smith College. And she had this crazy idea that women should also exercise. And she'd had some like stuff in her life that had been uh, troublesome. And then she started doing something called Swedish gymnastics, which um, if you look at this picture as it looks like almost like Russian dancing with those flowy pants, but they're just doing, they're just doing some stretching, some calisthenics. It's like, uh, it's fine. Everyone's got kind um, of like, they got like a power arm thing going though. Where it's, uh, this, yeah. is, this looks like warrior one. I feel like for yoga, roughly. Where exactly. Like yeah. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So she starts teaching Swedish gymnastics. That meant a lot in her life. The kids at Smith College were like, this is boring. We hate it. We're bored. We need something else to do. So uh, she had heard about this this game that was invented down the street in Massachusetts by Naismith. And is like, you know, there's this new thing. Uh, people are playing basketball. We should try it. And at the time, obviously, in the 1890s, women's team sports, pretty much unheard of. Her 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 The girls in her P classes absolutely loved it and it like took off almost immediately and they had so much fun it was the pickleball um, of their era 
Exactly, exactly. It was very popular, immediate fad. Despite having some progressive ideas, also very of the 1890s ideas. I think you can tell from how high her collar goes, almost to her nose. Um, so she changed the rules, and she came up with her own version of basketball, which was called Basketball for Women, which is a different sport Wait, and a different really? set of that... rules. Yes, Basketball <laughs> for Women. This is So I have a picture of the uh, Spalding's she Athletic writes. Library, official basketball guide for women, revised 1915 rules. But So she came up with a set of rules. They also called it line ball. And the key difference in line ball... And basketball for women than what you know now, besides the fact that they were wearing skirts. The other difference was the basketball court was divided into three equal sections, a hoop under each section and a middle third that was about the same size. And when she played it, you had nine players per team, three in each section, and you couldn't cross the line. So you would play on your side. You would pass it to the middle people. like So the, the defense would pass it to the midfielders, would pass it to the forwards and back. Um, this sounds wild uh but one of the ideas was to keep it from being too rough she thought the original basketball was too rough people bumping into each other um this eventually evolved from nine on nine to the game of six on six where they just got rid of the middle section there's a line down the middle of the court half court you guys are familiar with but you have three offense three defense and the twixt shall never cross right whatever so six on six basketball for women evolved as a different game with this different set of rules and even though it was designed to be less uh, bumping into each other, it accidentally is really fun and way more offensive than you'd, you'd think. So the thing about six-on-six six basketball, you'd think, oh, that's, that's more people. But when you have only three on each half, in five-on-five five basketball, you can have all ten people under the same hoop. On six-on-six, six, you basically have a game of three-on-three three under each hoop oh. on either side. So the floor is way more open. So they scored way more points. The best six-on-six six basketball players would be scoring 60, 70 points a game. Uh, and it also allowed you to specialize because you could be a bruising defender and not have to also learn to shoot in order to compete. You just go stand under the hoop. It, so, yeah. It's, so it's, it's kind of a little bit more like football than in some ways where it's yeah. like you have the defense side and the offense side, but it's just like you get to like have a much faster exchange between like, you know, when it's like when you're on defense, when you're on offense. So it's like, poop, yeah, poop, 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 poop. it is fast and it's rhythmic and it's like the ball goes in the basket. The, they pass it to the, to the ref at half court who throws the other team and they're shooting already. Like you don't slowly take so the ball just, up the court. It's, it's all just there. Yeah, it's, it's all cherry picking all the time. And it also made for a certain type of a, maybe a body type that would not be as good at basketball if it was five on five. Specifically, in small towns and farm countries in the middle of America, you had some sort of bruising people. You had some larger farm people. Yeah. And farm the, folk, we call them. The farm <laughs> folk, you have like a sturdy type of, of, of body type that would not be great at a sprinting game, but is amazing at six-on-six six basketball. Mm -hmm. So six-on-six six girls basketball took off across the country, but is especially huge in Iowa. And it was big in a lot of places, but when it what there in the early 1910s, I think, there was sort of a moral panic and pushback against girls playing sports. And uh, one of the things that happened was Iowa said, everyone else started canceling their girls sports teams. And Iowa said, no, we like this. And they <laughs> kept we are playing. awesome at it. So why would yeah, we take this away? We're so good at it. Um, and so, uh, so they kept playing and it kept being popular. And the, it's, hard to, it's hard to fathom how popular girls six on six basketball was in Iowa. Um, I'm going to show you some, a clip here in a second from the uh, 1968 Girls State Championship in Iowa, which was the biggest tournament in the country for girls basketball. And it was like 
the side the tournament was like two hundred fifty thousand people would attend in oh, in a weekend wow. tournament. Oh the games were like, like the stadiums were like fifteen thousand. Yeah, I know, isn't it right <laughs> in Iowa? Uh, well, just I just want you to see the beginning of it. Just watch the hype of the television broadcast. So let's watch this video. Royal Auditorium, Des Moines, Iowa, March sixteenth, nineteen sixty-eight. The finals of the Iowa Girls High School Basketball Tournament. A sellout crowd of 15,000 is on hand to watch the two top teams Man. in Iowa Girls Basketball battle it out for the state championship. High school. And what a battle it promises to be. a high school basketball They're game. And that's 1960s numbers, too, so you adjust yeah. for inflation. Yeah, it's a large amount of people. Yeah, that's, I think it's, that's a million people. But also the two I love the crackle in the announcer voice also. In a state it's perfect. renowned for its interest in girls' basketball, <laughs> this is enough to send I mean, even the most impartial fan into a frenzy of anticipation. The state loves and tonight, the fans basketball. in this vast yeah. auditorium will be joined by many thousands more yeah. watching I mean, on a huge television network <laughs> Iowa reaching is into a nine huge Midwest states. It, it is, yeah, yeah. So this is it. Carol Hannah slips it across the line. Just watch the speed of the turnaround. Jump shot, Denise. Just that transition where you don't have to carry the ball up the court, it turns out saves a lot of time and makes the game a lot faster to watch. And it is easier to get a shot off when it's 3-3. Three and three. Well, and that's, I mean, how it is now is it's like... You, it's not, there's not action in every third of the court. You know, you have to right. conserve energy and be smart. And so it's, yeah. It's, yeah, this also saves a lot of energy for the offense where you can, like, sprint short run and then not have to jog back on defense. Literally, I'm thinking of all, you know, the lazy teammates. I've ever that would be like, oh, yeah, I'll just... How much they would love this. Yeah, yeah, yeah just walking yeah. it up. Yeah. Right. All right, let's yeah. pause that there. Um, Monica, would you, be, uh, would you be a forward or would you be a defender in this game? Oh, forward. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're a shooter? Not that I... Um, good outside shooter, great passer, but I um, wasn't... I'm not a bad defender, but it definitely wasn't my forte. Some so, people were just like, I'm meant to dive on the floor. I'm like, I'm going to wait. Yeah. <laughs> I love... I mean, specialized defenders is such an interesting personality type, too, because it's like, let you're not in it for the glory. You're in it to just take other people's glory away. And, mm, and I mean, that still spoiler. exists, even though, you know, it's yeah. not like it's set up like that. There are people yeah, who yeah, are yeah. like, well, he, well, he's not going to score, or she's not going to score, or whatever. We yeah. need rebounds, or we need block shots, or whatever we need. Like, that's... Yeah. Like, on the Michael Jordan documentary, they talked to uh, Dennis Rodman for a little while and there was a part in it where he was just like look i decided i like i, I wasn't the best shooter i was like i'm gonna be the best rebounder that's ever lived and i went and studied the way the ball bounced off the hoop and that's mm -hmm. what an interesting thing for somebody who's like a giant athletic person to be like i'm just gonna want pick this one thing that's not cool and be the best ever at it <laughs> all right let me give you some highlights from people uh, just so you have at least a, a name or two to take away with you uh the two stars of the two best players of all time uh of iowa women's basketball are denise long and jeanette olsen and they played against each other in this game that i was showing you a clip of in 1968 uh denise long 511 scoring juggernaut she went she came from a town in iowa with a population of 180 people <laughs> That's the, her, her city was 180 people, and she became uh, this. She was unbelievable. She's also, fun fact about Denise Long, she was the first woman ever drafted by the NBA in 1969. Not the WNBA, the NBA. She's drafted by the Golden State Warriors in 1969. The NBA then said, no, that doesn't count, uh, and they negated the pick. So oh, that cool. got un, undone. And it was part of a, it was, it was, it was. Ideally, it was about publicity for starting a women's uh, uh, game from the owner of the Warriors was trying to start a women's professional team and, and brought a lot of attention. But 
what's funny is she was so she got when she got drafted she didn't know like they didn't call her so she was at school she's a high school kid her her draft, draft pick was invalidated not because she was a woman but because she was in high school and they didn't draft high school at the time but she was at in high school and they drafted her and like someone heard it on a radio and told someone else at the school and they told her in the hallway and she started crying because she thought they they were saying she was drafted into the war like oh she had, my god she had no idea like they no one well, told yeah, her the golden state warriors like yeah, yeah. right it's right there yeah, yeah. 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 it's like, at the time the warriors been drafted and I was by like the warriors. war what yeah okay. it's right there but she became like this huge celebrity at the time and uh uh like was do- doing like Johnny Carson and whatever and went from being like this tiny tiny town to being this national phenom of a high school girls basketball player after uh, she got on Carson was her like stand up career also made is that like how it went or it's yeah, like she yeah. yeah yeah she immediately got a sitcom <laughs> Is how it worked back she then. Got better credits than I do. <laughs> she, well, she was going to beat Johnny Carson up if, uh, if Johnny Carson didn't give her some time. Here. If you are looking for the tri- for trivia facts, so Denise Long was the first woman attempted to be drafted. It got invalidated uh, in the seventies. There was a woman named Louisa Harris who was drafted by the Utah Jazz to be a player for them. She was drafted as an actual NBA player, but d- refused to go to training camp, and at the, which they didn't know why, and it later turned out it was because she had, was pregnant at the time and couldn't go train. Um, but she was, so there's uh, those two women, one as more of a show and the other one as like an actual draft pick. But that's Denise Long. Um, and then her rival, Jeanette, what was Jeanette's last name before I forget Jeanette. it? Jeanette Olson. Um, uh, Jeanette scored 74 points in a game, setting the record. And then Denise scored 93 in the next game. Uh, just this is also, unbelievable. This is pre- three-point line looks like as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. sorry to be, yeah, this yeah. is with two-pointers only. Yes. Yes. Two-pointers and free throws only. She got 94 points. That's crazy. That's <sighs> crazy. Um, very, very good at basketball. Um, so then uh, let's go forward on the timeline. So that was into the 60s. Um now, at the time, when this is happening, like, men are playing five on five. Uh, also, some uh, some women's programs are five on five as well, especially in college. So six on six was mostly uh, in high school. Oh, here I am in 1969, Denise Long getting drafted by the Golden State Warriors. Uh, that was the year that Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the first overall pick, and she was drafted in the 13th round. Um, is, wait, but then, Alex, is this a picture of Denise Long uh, with Steph Curry, like, like yes, in modern that day? Is a, more current yeah uh cool she's still around I, most of the people who were like iowa high school basketball legends are like now iowa college coaches that's cool um yeah. so a lot of them are still around in the game but then this weird thing happened in 1972 so this game is hugely popular in in high schools in 1972 title nine gets passed and it basically destroys six on six basketball otherwise very good for women did a lot for women's sports but one of the things was it meant there were way more women's college basketball teams and those were all five on five. And so if you were in high school and you wanted a college scholarship, you didn't play a different game. You wanted mm. to play five on five mm. so you could get into college. So it ended up um, taking down the six on six game. And uh, uh, I'm going to have a link in the show notes to this too, but uh, 99% Invisible did a great episode about this and has a lot more stories and interviews with a lot of the women involved. And it's really fascinating game. And uh, yeah, so that's up to the 72. Uh, Women started playing basketball in the Olympics in the 70s, and the first women's professional league was the WBL, which lasted from 78 to 81. And the thing that happened with it, was trying to get this off the ground, was they figured, we'll start it in, the, in 78. In 80, the women are going to win the, the U.S. women are going to win the Olympics, because they always win the Olympics. And that'll have this huge energy to come watch this professional game in the United States. Mm-hmm. But you guys, trivia, you guys all know what happened in 1980, obviously, in the Olympics. Right, Hunter? 
No. What happened? No. Boycott? Yeah, it was the boycott. That was the one that was in uh, Moscow, and so it was, it was during the Cold War. So the U.S. did not go. So there was no U.S. women's basketball team that year, and so that plan to like launch this league did not work, and so that didn't that folded. Um, there was another folded league in the middle, but then in 1996, that same plan they tried it again, and it totally worked this time. So the U.S. women won gold in 1996, right after they had started the WNBA. And uh, it helped actually launch it for real. Uh, the Las Vegas Aces are the current reigning champions. And uh, most championship appearances are the most Minnesota Lynx with six. Um, four of those for wins. Um, how are this, how are the, have the Seattle team been overall? Is this a good team to root for generally? Absolutely. It's a great team to root for. Um, there's uh, Minnesota has four championships. Uh, Houston, who was not a team anymore, had the first four in a row. We also have four championships. So it's pretty, wow. I mean, things changed this last year, but we had, I don't know if you're familiar with Sue Bird. But well, I'm very had, familiar with Sue Bird, yeah. Yeah, Sue Bird from basically pretty close to the beginning of our, I think we drafted her in 2002, uh, beginning of our franchise <laughs> until last year, which never happens. She had a 21-year playing career, but and, Whoa, and won that's four championships long... in three different decades. I mean, it's literally like Damn. never happened. And uh, that, yeah, that's that like made that's a huge like difference. A... Mm-hmm. That's like knuckleball pitcher length of career. That's like one of those weirdos who doesn't actually do the normal thing so that can preserve their arm forever. Like that's cr- yeah. 21 years is crazy. Yeah, so she, I mean, she was there and just a great, just probably the best point guard of all time, which is a very important position in basketball. And then we were were lucky to get, um, we've had three really great number one draft picks, um, and that has helped over the years. Lauren Jackson, Brianna Stewart, and Jewel Lloyd. We still have Jewel Lloyd. This year's a little bit of a rebuilding year because Superd retired and we lost Brianna Stewart, but um, great franchise to be invested in, I think. The uh, women's, the U.S. women's team Olympic dominance also continued in winning in 84, 88, 96, 2000, 2004, 2008, 2012, 2016, and 2020. Uh, and I believe there's, so there's a 92 in there that things went wrong is the only year. And that's what happened there. You got to feel weird if you're on the one Olympic team that did not win in all of those years. Sure. I didn't well, Google it, but. And I think I just watched a documentary kind of about the 96 team, but there was a lot of pressure on the 92 team to do the same thing. Like it would go into starting a a professional Mm -hmm. league. And because they didn't, it kind of um, stopped. It pushed back. It took the 96 tryouts a lot more seriously Mm. than, and just really basically went through. And a lot of the names that you would associate with, uh, women's basketball were on that team. Um, Cheryl Swoops, Don Staley, Lisa oh, yeah. Leslie, people like that, Rebecca Lobo, people like that. So uh, that was the start, I think, of what is now women's basketball in the U.S. at least, was that 96 U.S. team. Uh, and and I only think that they put so much effort into it in the same way that like the dream team for the guys was like, oh, we're going to put every good player we have on this yeah, team. Yeah, yeah. NBA players play. You know, that is kind of what happened in 96, too. And they called them that. They called them the women's dream team. Yeah. The, 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 the interesting thing about American basketball is that we can, like, choose whether we want to win the Olympics or not. That's yeah. a switch yes. we can flip at any moment, which is amazing. It is really weird. Yeah. I have one more story I want to tell you on this timeline. Let me go through a couple of other things. So 2000, Emma Thompson has her first kid. 2007, MGMT releases the song Kids. Oh, was okay, that and then What? Oh, is that noted? It was oh, from Ezra's it's from presentation about kids. kids. You weren't yeah. here. 
Uh, Remember Ezra and I collaborated on the timeline for everything? It, it relates these to are, children. These are other, yeah, these are other topics that all come together. So yeah. uh, now we have to talk about February 2023, Brittany Griner detained by the Russian government, um, which you guys probably heard about at some point. But mm. I don't know if you've spent a lot of time thinking about why Brittany Griner was playing basketball in Russia. And that is because Russian basketball has a lot more money than American basketball. So uh, Brittany Griner plays for the Phoenix Mercury in the WNBA. But like a lot of other WNBA players, she also played in the Russian Professional League during the offseason, which is it, they don't overlap. So you can do both. Although sometimes the Russian teams also pay you twice as much to just not play in the American League just so you're more rested up. But they will yes, pay yeah, they will pay as much as five times what you get paid in the U.S. So the Supermax wow. contract in the WNBA, the most you are legally allowed to make in the WNBA is $235,000. And Regular that is new, by the way. And that's, that's new. That's like the new contract. the last yes. two years. Yeah. Regular what? Max is only 202000 The whole team has a salary cap of $1.4 million. Griner was making that alone in Russia. She was making the team Damn. salary cap. Plus perks, because she was playing for a team, uh, the, the, the teams there that will, like, in, in the U.S., in the WNBA, you're not allowed to have charter flights. Like, you can't, you have to travel commercial. And in Russia, that is not a rule. So, though, like, you're not even allowed to take first-class seats with WNBA teams, even though these women are, like, 6'8 six, and six, too big eight, for yeah. seats. It's not, it's not fair. It's crazy. Um, I also, just continue to play in the WNBA if you could just play in rush like why would you work the whole year then like you know what i mean like this well, I, mean, so I think some... it has something to do with living in russia but also yes uh, it does for sure it might the WNBA still is the best league in the world too that's where the like the best players are and so i yes. think from a competitive basketball standpoint right you want to show that you can compete and be the best in that league yeah and you want to play in front of your friends and you want to play with the people you went to college with and like all the obvious reasons you want to be in an american city doing all of this stuff it's just not for the money because it's not uh paid well here there is another podcast recommendation if you haven't heard there was a 30 for 30 podcast from espn about sue bird playing in russia um, yeah, and Diana Taurasi. And, and Diana, yeah. Diana Taurasi. And they were playing for a former Russian KGB spy who owned <laughs> the team until he was assassinated at the Kremlin. Assassinated oh. In the middle of their season. In the middle of their season. Whoa. Yeah, yeah, yeah. While they were like waiting for him to pick them up. It was crazy. It is a just an absolutely bonkers story. And this is admittedly one of the reasons why Russian teams can pay more is that a lot of the teams are owned by uh, criminals. And uh, so a lot of the money is like not the cleanest money. And even in that story, they kind of brush by it in that podcast. But the reason why Sue and Diana were able to play together was because he got them fake passports because there's a there's a maximum number you of American have, players. Yeah, you can only have two American players on a team. And what? they stacked that team. I mean, it was Sue Bird, Diana Shirazi, Lauren Jackson and Candace Parker all on the same team. I mean, it was it's and, not fair and they won like four championships in a row yeah. in a row yeah yeah including the last year after he was assassinated they went on and finished playing the season for free just to honor his memory because he was like so, so good to them in addition to paying them tons and tons of money he also like bought them gave them mansions to live in during the season yes. and like and, and if Cher was in town they wanted to see her he'd figure yeah. out how to get him backstage and like just all this stuff like oh he there's a there is a great story where the team was taking a commercial flight and it wasn't going to it was going to leave too early for them. So he just called the airline and then they left later. Like, can, can you, I mean, any level of rich, can you imagine calling Delta airlines and asking them to change the time of a scheduled 
commercial <laughs> flight for you. That's so crazy. Why? Maybe another reason why you want to play in America, uh, Hunter, is because you don't get randomly kidnapped by the government and held for ransom. So uh, um, just, you're, you're telling me supposedly. a lot of stuff here. I'm like weighing these things, and like, <laughs> like it's not the so easiest gonna, math. Yeah, you have to, to choose me. at the end. Sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry yeah. to be crazy, but you know, private jets, you get to meet share. Like, yeah, it does sound uh, nice. I mean, most of them do play overseas, so you're yeah, not yeah, yeah. wrong. They just do both, which is really yeah. tough on your body. Which it seems super hard, and also like one of the things that Sue and Diane talked about is that it was it's also very lonely there. You don't speak Russian mostly. It's hard to find stuff to do except for hang out with your other two American friends. It's you, and also sometimes it's a little scary because of what happened to Brittany. So the uh, government uh, stopped her in an airport, claims to have found a small vape pen that had hash oil in it, uh, and sentenced her to ten years in a labor camp because of that. Which is, uh, you know, uh, bullshit, I think. We can, mm-hmm. we can all agree. Um, eventually was uh, returned in a prisoner swap and did play in the All-Star game that I watched over the weekend. And uh, just the everybody there celebrating her and hanging out with her was, like, very moving and cool. Mm. Um, it has been. All season they've had, like, you know, little tributes to her and everything. It was really interesting. Well, and the, it's the WNBA Players Association is, like, uh, was a big part in communication with the Biden administration trying to get yeah. that prisoner swap to happen. So the league was actually like pretty involved in it, which is different, I think. But so the, the actual yeah. like, women's basketball was like actually really affected by that, like the whole yeah. sport. Yeah. Um, I mentioned the team salary cap of 1.4 million for the WNBA. Just to give you some context for that, the NBA's base salary for a rookie is $5.4 million. So if you are brand new, you get five WNBA teams worth of money. <laughs> That's um, wild. The WNBA, like, I think their rookie contract is, like, just this year moved up to 70000 which Yeah, it's been, like, $35,000. Like, I mean, even 70000 wow. in if you're playing for L.A. or New York, you can't live great on either of uh, that's not a living salary yeah. in new york that's a tough yeah. way to live um so they kind of have to it, i i it does seem like from what i've read this will be a less popular option now there's a lot more risk in playing in russia but and there's there's other hard. leagues yeah. overseas that yes either yeah. pay similarly or better you know to the WNBA, and so you go a lot of players play in like turkey and spain yeah. and there's an australian league there's a chinese league i mean there's a lot of different... yeah and so russia competes in the euro league as well as the mm-hmm. russian league which is super interesting because i know i watch a lot more soccer than i do basketball but like teams from other from countries playing each other in euro leagues is like a super cool way to watch there's a fun thing about european soccer and it seems like actually a very cool thing to watch about those european leagues but it is um, kind of fun to pay attention when they're overseas because you still see all the players from the WNBA. Yeah, yeah. Like they're mixed with different players and it's presumably kind of shorter fun. people. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So that's just a like I guess that's both just like a reminder of how about the disparity and also that the disparity is not just financial but it comes with all of this like also risk and like sadness that you have to yeah. make up for that. I guess the other thing, the dis- the women get pregnant. Yeah. I don't know if you knew that. Whoa. What? You have to have sex to do it, just so you two yeah. know. But, um, oh, okay. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sick burn. Um, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> no, I've heard of it. I've, yeah, they, I know what it means. It's, it's just a maternity leave as a professional athlete is like so difficult to figure out and decide. Like, it's only in the last couple of years the league was even like allowing women to 
keep their status with their teams. Yeah. Uh, I did see that that was part having of having a baby or during being pregnant or whatever. And that's part like, of the collective bargaining agreement now, uh, yeah. which is good. Um, yeah. One last, the one last thought on Brittany Griner, cause obviously there was like a racist backlash in the United States, um, because Brittany is black, uh, and the, about her, her coming back at all. But one thing that was so crazy when you, when this prisoner swap ended up happening, there was this like weird right wing talking point where it was like, we gave them some like uh, weapons dealer terrorist back in exchange. And there was this weird talking point about this not being a fair exchange as if we were like, no, we want terrorists. We want more American criminals. But like the yeah. point you're supposed to trade our good person for their bad person. Cause we don't have bad people that we're trying to get back. Cause we're not yeah. a criminal state. So we have to trade our good people for bad people. Cause we don't put good people in prison here. We don't have any good people who've done nothing to trade. Yeah, that's this, how it has to work. This is the it's a better functioning government. If this is a Halloween candy swap, this would be a very good deal on the whole, right? Where it's like, you are right. giving, getting rid of like, you know, possibly a, Poison Werther's original, and you're getting back True. like a, a, a king size yeah, yeah. like Snickers. This is really exactly. Really... Yeah, yeah. We're getting one of the best Snickers ever made, and we're trading it for a razor blade apple. Like, sure, yeah. This is what we do want. Like, it's like, good. Yeah, maybe like multiple packs of Skittles, right? Or or, or like you know, whatever you imagine that is, is is lovely that you want. It's that, and you're just getting getting rid of the bad stuff. So just to wrap up on this timeline now, um, so then that was in February, so that was February 2023. Um, uh, then today we recorded this podcast, and then uh, soon you're all going to go watch a WNBA game. Uh, I know you have that option, Hunter. I don't think there is a Bay Area team as, is there? There's not anymore, no. There's not anymore. Was there before? Used to be the Sacramento Monarchs. Oh, yeah, the Monarchs. There used to be a Portland Uh, team. There wasn't when I was there. I've been wanting to go watch the Sparks here for a while, um, and I would have... This was the perfect excuse this weekend, but they were... It was the All-Star weekend, so after you told me we were going to do this, I was like, I'm going to go see a game today. And then uh, there was the All-Star break, and then they were out of town. Also, uh, the Sparks, very bad. They have lost almost all of the games. They lose They lose so... They're not doing great, but they have a couple of players I really enjoy watching, so... I mean, tanking's still a viable strategy? Are they doing it on purpose? Oh, that's a good question. Is tanking a part uh, of the WNBA like it is in the NBA? I don't think people do it on purpose. I think if it's happening, you're not really like running. You know, like the, um, currently we're we have a pretty rough record, and I think we'd be happy to get a higher pick next year. But um, I, we're definitely putting in effort. I don't think there's any like. However, our best player Jewel Lloyd is leading the league in scoring by like two full points which has like never happened and only one person has ever averaged over 25 points for a whole season and she's on pace to do the same thing so it might be like a yeah half her season we'll do our best and then if we're not winning that's okay you know so i want to do just last thing here is i just want to give you a couple of like reasons to go watch a wnba game and i would like your help with this monica because i've not actually done it yet but here are some reasons why i already think it's a great idea if you have not actually watched the play two-toned basketball looks hella cool it's like a great that was a great design for a basketball <laughs> big fan of that yeah it's a good um i do uh i do love like i was just looking at tickets for this much more affordable you can sit so much closer to basketball Absolutely. for so much yeah. less money than a lakers game it's crazy um you, you're always in the lower bowl and uh, for a reasonable price and i just that's like the the uh, obviously we should put aside the basketball is incredible and you should enjoy the basketball if you like basketball that's Great. that i think that's an assumed but you can sit closer to amazing basketball if you want to see how tall people are you can be closer to courtside for for very little money which yeah. i like it's a money ball way to watch pro sports i will say la is a tough place to watch sports 
it always like live because uh, everybody's a little bit not paying attention and maybe they're at a game just to be there and stuff but and that happens other places but not as much yeah <laughs> um, also it's impossible you to park. go to a WNBA game like those fans are so excited for their team they're so invested even if it's a rough year they're still just happy to be there and they've been season ticket holders for a million years <laughs> it really is yeah. like it's just a fun environment even separate from how much fun it is to just watch a game especially like that's the thing with such a small league it's 12 teams right it is so competitive like these mm, are yeah. there should there are so many great women's basketball players that don't even make these teams because oh, there are such a so good few spots so these teams are i mean any given day new york is like the second team in the league and we lost them by two the other day and we're like close to the the bottom you know like it every game mm. is and has so, the potential to be really fun to watch that's so interesting so you have the same number of college programs as in the men's game and you have way yep. fewer professional teams than the men exactly do so there's a so, ton of women who play overseas and don't play in the WNBA, but that is almost right. solely because they don't make it i mean yeah. there's not enough roster spots you also have less roster spots you only get 12 or 11 yeah and so in the nba i think they have closer to 14 or 15 and so it's just, there's just less spots yeah um but it really is the best players around. So it's, it's just, it's always, there's always action. No matter. Um, I don't like, like I, as I, I mentioned before, I think basketball, I love basketball, but I don't watch it as often as I do some other sport. I think basketball is the third best sport behind soccer and bowling. Um, I do watch a lot of women's soccer, the, and watching the, uh, watching Angel City FC here, which is an expansion team from two years ago now, um, watching that team and going to games there, the atmosphere there is wild and it's so cool. And I like, and it is a lot, it's, it's like as a percentage, I think it's more season tickets than, than single game tickets. So it's people who are like there for it all the time and like super yeah. up for it. It's really, really cool to watch. Yeah. Yeah. I worked for the storm for a little bit and a lot of the season ticket holders were just like, they're really a part of the program basically. Like it's, yeah. the players know who they are if they've been around long enough mm. and like you have these events and they, they fly to away games when they're in the playoffs and stuff. I mean, like people are really, the investment level just seems on a, from an emotional standpoint, seems much higher. I, one other thing that I did notice from watching, um, I mean, the All-Star game is a weird example, but like yeah. also watching other clips is that it does, and, and other women's sports, this is definitely true in the soccer teams here, is that the way women's team sports, uh, the players pick each other up is better than the way men pick each other up during a game. And I just, there is the team, the team aspect of the team sport seems tighter in women's sports than in men's sports. And I, and it is very cool. Yeah, I could totally agree with that. I mean, and, and it's fun to watch. I think from a role model standpoint, too, like they're just, I mean, I aspire to be like some of these players, honestly, yeah. as, a, as an adult. And so taking like my son to it, he's a huge Storm fan. I mean, he, and he even asked the other day, he was like, He's like the NBA. He goes, is that like the boy version of the WNBA? Like, That's awesome. Like, I do think it would be yeah, great to call it the, know, the, so, the BNBA it, it, from now on. The boy WNBA. The boys NBA? The boy yeah. W. Yeah. The it's B, the boy B, WNBA. The BWNBA. Yeah, so he, but he like, you know, he's a huge fan and he loves Sue Bird and he sees these strong women who work really hard and are good people and so it's just it's it's um the whole league i think has a high standard for what they're putting out um on the court and off of it i yeah i that, and i do think that to go back to the like attendance point 
which like I've, th this is like less of an issue now it's the attendance numbers are very big but i do think like like the the afc fc or yeah angel city fc here their attendance numbers are crazy they're huge yeah. and this is like a few years ago the average league attendance was like 2500 a game and they're averaging i think 19000 a game here now yeah, and see, that's a crazy i mean the storm has always been higher in in uh attendance than most teams but if the team's doing well like yeah. you get them up there and yeah, yeah of course stuff. And, and then of course last season was super doing what was happening we sold out the climate pledge arena which was built for an nba team <sighs> what a, a cool name a, too NHL really gets team. you fired up to go see a game at the climate <laughs> pledge arena climate <laughs> there's like the walls are growing it's pretty cool but <laughs> <laughs> i do like that part but yeah, but yeah, I think I think in the last few years there's been an uptick in just supporting women's sports and see it's fun. First of all, I'll go to any sporting event. I don't care. Yeah. I think just being at a sports game, having a beer, cheering is fun. Yeah. Super I don't fun. Even, even if I don't understand it. So I think the environment is more fun. You, I mean, sure, you, all the stereotypes can be true. You can see lesbians there if you want and all that stuff. But it's, <laughs> don't say if you want. That feels like... If you want, you can you make it sound clear. like you're selling it you as want. a point. I mean, that's your yeah. thing or whatever, you know? Uh, yeah. So, but it's... Um, it's just it's just fun. oh that's and another I think cool thing if you about go into it if i'm convincing someone to go to a game if yeah. you go into it thinking this is just going to be something fun to do it's going to work out for you it, I, well that's another thing about the wnba that i have read is that their like their policies on players speaking are much more liberal than other sports so like women like get to they get to like have opinions the the, the women who play in these leagues and yeah, uh speak up for things like, correctly and they wear the right shirts and yeah wearing shirts that say vote for this person and yeah and black lives matter and all this stuff and, and yeah. even when they get they make those decisions as a players association a lot which mm. is great like they give them the power to make those decisions and i think it's worked really well and i feel like in the last few years the population the popularity of the WNBA has um directly been affected from that from them yeah. being able to kind of use that platform for other things which is cool. yeah the 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 um the men's wnba does that as well better than other <laughs> sports nah and like and it's especially when you compare it to football where if like you give an interview they don't like they'll just fire you forever and yeah. that's it's it seems so much better i mean obviously those are probably a lot of them are worse people so i'd rather hear what the wnba players have to say than the nfl players <laughs> um okay so this has been an, uh, a great long chat oh and then just to cut ahead on the timeline in a, well, a billion years from now the sun will get 10 percent brighter and fry us all so that's the not timeline me. you have that long to go to a WNBA game <laughs> you have a lot yeah. of time but but the seasons are kind of short so you have to really get it in yeah. the rest i think the Five summer is your chance and in 10 billion years from now, Emma Thompson will be reborn as a sentient AI um, governing the universe as a tyrant, apparently. I don't remember putting that in there, but that's apparently part of the <laughs> I mean, it's on the timeline. It's real. I don't know what to tell you. It's, it's got to be episode. real. Um, okay. Well, that's so that's the, uh, that's the history of it. Let's uh, do a quick ad break, and then let's rank it on the master list. This show is brought to you, as always, uh, by patreon.com slash btepod. If you join, become a bestie. Join our uh, uh, league of brilliant supporters and wear whatever shirt you want. You can part of our association, so you're allowed to have as many opinions as you want. And uh, you can become a, a bestie for as little as three dollars a month, uh, which will get you all of the best vibes as well as ad-free episodes because they're all ad-free. Everyone gets those. That's uh, but you especially get them if you pay three dollars. Alex, remember. We're doing a 
best thing ever swifty oh i forgot right right sorry the, yeah, the, 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 the best thing ever swifty if you become a swifty for our show uh you can help keep us uh keep us going and really appreciate where he supports us right. <clears throat> now it's time to rank women's basketball on the list of the 21 best things of all time but first hunter is going to read us oh wait through... i'm not supposed to read the whole list anymore or at oh least yeah the, the I, last I, said, week. I thought 20 was the max did i say 19 okay. was the max well, this the, is the last the, time you have to read all of it, and okay, then after okay, that, we'll shorten it. it. Everyone prepare yourself. Here's the 20 <laughs> best things of all time. Starting at number one, <clears throat> warm beverages, uh, as in hot water, uh, firefighters, <laughs> Zelda, arcades, human children, My Neighbor Totoro, pro wrestling, romance novels, trees, Star Wars advice columns, Variety, the magazine, The Sun, Not the magazine. Fresh Bread, Nordic Track, <laughs> stand-up comedy, powerlifting, cat videos playing halo with the boys waffle house that's monica it. looking at this list for the first time is there something that jumps out at you about the or what's the <laughs> worst ranked thing on here the most misranked thing i don't know who is that someone's never mind <laughs> some of them i don't know what that is my neighbor who's that? Is maybe that my neighbor totoro is a film sure, is an animated film a, oh well it might be someone's name um, it might be someone's <laughs> I mean, that's my kind of all of our neighbors uh yeah it's, it's yes a, yeah <laughs> Well, then I was neighbor. like, well, I don't know much yeah, about I them, Totoro. so I wouldn't know. Um, I mean, a lot of those are kind of <laughs> just silly in general. But it doesn't. It seems like the from from what you have, they're ranked uh -huh. pretty pretty well. I think you like it. Oh, good. Thank That's you for not coming on the show um, to trash the list. I appreciate wow. that. <laughs> I like uh, a, I think a room you should temperature trash it. beverage anyway, so warm beverages. You, I agree with you like it? Wait, you, wait, sorry. You you agree that the warm well, is good, or you like it to be cooler than warm? What? I, well, I like a warm beverage for sure, good. but I okay. don't like oh. cold beverages. You know, if you, what it comes uh, to. If you start uh, warm, it probably opposed. won't get cold all the way. So good on you for having having. Yeah, yeah. Right. God, we should yeah, rank yeah, cold beverages. And if you start now. cold, yeah, yeah, just wait. Just be patient. While, <laughs> we should do a cold beverages episode. I think that's really interesting. And then Alex should be like, it should oh, be number two. I think. Have to do lukewarm room temperature beverages. It would be up there. I do. I do think there's a weird, yeah, there'd be like an interesting American European bias here by, if we put cold beverages really high. Um, so I'm going to start the bidding on this with Anthony called in sick for the episode today. So the most important thing to I me is like that, that this that is above fair. pro wrestling. I was actually thinking yeah. that as well. It has to be above pro wrestling because Anthony has been fighting so hard for it. He's not here. You miss school. You miss out. Number seven. Pro wrestling on the list? He's number, number seven. Could we bump it up a little bit higher or lower than pro wrestling though? Because I don't like pro, I don't like WM or I don't like women's basketball and pro right. wrestling being right next to each other. Let's like put it above My Neighbor Totoro, which is just some silly film oh, for children that sucks. Good. This this he's clearly kidding. This movie means a lot to Hunter. It's, it's, the point. it's real sweet. It's real sweet. It's good, but it's yeah. good. Um. I so I always think it's funny to have put it next to something to show the rivalry. So uh, I do like it just beating pro wrestling because it kind of rubs like it in its face. By one. So yeah. It's just like kind of a list okay. philosophy thing. I like to break. I call it yeah, breaking break up the chunks. chunks. I like to break um, up the oh, chunks. So, so like I guess chunks look, I, I think My Neighbor Totoro is great, but we, we've talked about it a lot. And so I don't know if I can beat uh, women's yeah. basketball. I think the question is like women's basketball versus kids. Yeah, here's this is a great one for Monica because she is the biggest fan of oh, yeah. uh, basketball here and is the and has kid has a kid Jeez. as you only have one of those two. So Monica, which do you prefer, the Seattle Storm or your son who you take <laughs> to see child. the Seattle Storm? And and don't think about this what might really... happen depending on what you say. Yeah, I'm I not going to email say, him. I, I don't know, know how to get in touch. What... Good. 
Um, <clears throat> he is my stepson. Not that I love him less than I love women's I basketball, think but I have is spent a little bit the point. much more time with uh, yeah i mean there's well i'll say this Um, i mean generally i've spent more time with the idea of basketball than you know than my kids uh, because you know they just came around later right basketball been around before i was born that's Uh, true you know kids kids were not necessarily 91 yeah that's so true i think that's important but also yeah yeah i you know kids can i think bring you up higher but can Mm -hmm. also stress you out more I mean, basketball mm-hmm. can be both of those things, but it kind of keeps even. And for the most yeah. part, uh, I'm picking basketball. Wait, wait, it does sound like you're question. picking basketball for I sure, think, which I think I, is I, a strong I'm choice. I'm not wrong, but I guess I'm also curious. How likely is it that your kid is going to have a bad season, I guess, right? Just generally like, you know, are they going to have just have a... Yeah, like, like what are some of the years? That's just rare. Well, as, isn't your kids are tanking, though, to try to get better draft picks <laughs> oh, later. Kid, I think my, my kids are just tanking to sort of, like, uh, I think, negotiate for a better, like, uh, they, they have, like, yeah, the, the trade requests, a better bargaining agreement, I think, is what they're going for right now. Yeah, yeah. They have yeah, a better bargaining agreement, for sure. Um, I, I just, like, well, I, I'm surprised yeah. kids was that high. I, I'm... In, not I wasn't on that episode. Like well, they they are, are, no, I, yeah. The argument I so, made uh, uh, was that kids are, it's the highest yeah. variance uh, thing. So it's like, you're not just like, if you say like, oh, the highest okay. highs, yeah. also lowest lows. But just, if you want to say like, what is like one of the peak moments, I guess it's probably something awesome that your kid is doing. Well, and if we're talking kids in general, like, yes, my kid is one thing, but all kids. <laughs> some, some of the, there's some, I think yeah. that's probably yeah. not great yeah. that bothered Overall. Hunter the most. <laughs> Yeah, other people's kids. If if that was a separate yeah. category on here, other people's kids would be at twenty one <laughs> for sure. Dude, yeah, um, definitely worse than Waffle House. Yeah, for sure. Well, it, it, um, is it better than arcades? I, so because I arcades has I, uh, has like, well, like the the Papa Shot, and then also sometimes NBA Jam. So I'm curious, like, can it rise above that? I'm kind of curious how. Oh, you want? Okay, so I There's so no here's WNBA what I NBA Jam, <laughs> which is. <laughs> I pitch right now. Well, should, we, should we relabel NBA Jam as BWNBA it's the Jam? Exact, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I think you just take the same yeah, machine, BWNBA but you have to make you can make more three pointers in the same amount of time. Mm. That was a reference to that video yes. we watched at the beginning. Oh, I remember. Yes. Um, so I think that. So this is one of my new strategies, which is deferring to people on this list, um, <laughs> running away from the because I have, I don't have experience raising a child or playing women's basketball. I do think Monica is the only one who can really make that call. Um, how, you probably don't love arcades. Do you spend a lot of time in arcades, Monica? Um, not a lot of time, but I, I, you know, go a couple times a year, maybe. So would you say oh, that's pretty good for now? So you, you're leaning towards above human children. Um, do you think it beats arcades as well? Again, I think it's funnier when it's right next to something that it's competing with. But yeah, it just edges out human children. I mean. Yeah, I like that it's just edging out human children. Mm-hmm. I think that's funny because I think that might be a funny but place I'm for sure a lot of things to put in the future. Our but kids yeah. is right right above it is funny as well. But um, I think well, I don't know because it's like, like for me personally, I think the entertainment value. But I know so much about basketball that it's fun. You yeah, know, the intricacies yeah. of it are fun for an average person as far as being entertained and having something to do. Because at an arcade, you're like actually doing something. I think arcade might be above it just for, from an entertainment standpoint for the average person. In my experience, also yeah. fewer uh, knee and ankle injuries at an arcade. Yes. Still 
I've never, I've no, never you seen someone leave it on the tear an ACL. Uh, but Alex, you got you got you got to hustle a little harder uh, on your Papa shots. And it's very yeah. plausible. Um, all right, I think I, I like that. I think it sits good at number five. Hunter, I like injections? the sound of. Well, I I would also I would be pretty chill with uh, breaking up uh, Zelda and arcades back to back. Oh right, because you don't like, like the nerdy. Chunks. Okay, I don't, the, there okay. you go. Put it in between. But, okay. Well, hold okay. up. But counterpoint, counterpoint. <laughs> it's fun to say women's basketball. Followed by human children. You know, oh, okay, like the, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that just sounds fun, too. My but. favorite thing is when things on the list sound funny when you read them, so I'm into that. Yeah. Okay, I, I'm good I think with that. I a top that. five spot's uh, a, great, a great place for it. Uh, sorry, sorry, both our kids and also the kids of the world. Uh, yes. Sorry, human children. <laughs> yeah. Sorry to uh, and the three represented here. Um, all right. I think that's a good ranking. I feel really good about that. Also, well, in a uh, subtle way, we're sort of just saying adults better than children. Like, that's essentially <laughs> what I we're mean, saying. Yeah. Like, Look, adult yeah. elite athletes, like, that's yes. a pretty yes. good Yeah, all right. So we're saying, yeah, yeah, right. this is not average adults, Hunter. These are unbelievable, yes. rare yes. gems of adults. Well, I, I think sure, this is sure. in line but where still. you're saying that, hey, you know, kids maybe grew up to be. Uh, you know, uh, adult elite athletes, and then society will value you more. And that's, yes. right. I think that's an important right. lesson to pass on. I think probably <laughs> to make this list better, we should do episodes on the, on the contrasting thing. So we should do cold beverages and human adults and just oh, see where right. we end up ranking them on the list. <laughs> That's yeah. true. As a group, the, oh, that's a tough one. I'll have to listen to that one. That's yeah, yeah. I also would like to do, since we have trees, we should do forest fires just to let them fight it out. <laughs> yeah. Get all no, the no, opposites no. on here. Just fire. Just in fire general. in general. Oh, I think fire Actually, would be a great topic. Fire is a pretty solid topic because also then we yeah. get to compare it with firefighters. Yeah, dude. I don't, because I do think it would probably go two fire, three firefighters because I think firefighters don't cook for no, me. No, it cannot. Fi- uh, the sun will have to beat out fire because that's right. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's so true. But the sun's way lower than no, firefighters. The sun is not the source of all fire. I'm pretty Joel, sure, not, Hunter. That's how. No, I don't know. I think no. all fire drew it for a while now. Fire babies. in this universe that, that does not originate from our sun. Mm, no, the sun, is the, the sun is the parent. They're all like great great grandchildren. Yes, that's all right. You can fire. Yeah, but I'm yeah. just saying there's, there's there's other stars out there, you know, and that's not. And when I say that's when true. you said the sun, not. Star, right, not a sun. Yeah. yeah, you're yeah. right. You're right. Okay. Yeah. Man, that is really interesting. But if we had fire somewhere between the sun and firefighters, it would be really weird. That'd be weird. <laughs> I love it. All right. Well, we got some. We got some more work to do on the show. Uh, but let's wrap this up and let everybody go home. All right, that brings us to the end of the show portion of our show. Our theme music is by Atmetrix. Our logo design is by Tom Typography. Our uh, Instagram is at BTE Pod, and YouTube is at Alex Falcone. You can late, leave us an honest five-star review. We haven't gotten an honest five-star review in a little while, so we could use another one of those on Apple Podcasts. So if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, please, completely honest, you know, dig down in your heart and give us the most honest five-star well, review what, you what can. Do you want them, just tell them what to say. That's what I say. That's what I do on my show is I just tell them what to say. Oh, just give them what, a, what, what do you want in our review? Uh, five star smells great. There you go. <laughs> I would That's love it. a five star smells great. Um, as many of those as you can muster, all right? I would also take a five stars, at least there's no children on this show. Yeah. yeah oh, huh. That would be solid. I, I should say also, if you've reviewed us once on the Read and Weep feed, you can do it again yes. on the best thing ever uh, That's so feed. true. You can, you can, Such a good point. That's so 10 stars if you want. I don't know if this is fraud you also, or not. If you have multiple iTunes accounts, you can log in again, give us a different honest five star yeah. review, tell us a different thing you like about you it. You can steal someone else's identity and then use their oh, iTunes. Yeah, no. If somebody leaves their phone on their table and goes to get another drink, you can t- pick it up download the podcast for them and give it an honest five-star review There's from them and say it smells great you can do like just all the time <laughs> 
get a, get a foreign passport so that you can have more reviews. Hey, um, Scott. You, you can also send us an email, mail at bestthingeverpodcast.com. Our producers are Ranger Rick, Jonathan Sigliari, the Duke of Jill, the best assistant regional manager, Sean and Claire. Um, oh, let's do, let's go to the, let's go to the fun facts game. Let's go back to two hosts and a lie. The lie was Ezra again. As far as I know, you don't hold any records at your high school. As far as he I know. sucked at high school. I, I did fine. I, I did actually get one point. That, that was a true thing. I did get one point for triple jump because uh, yes. no one else entered, uh, I believe. But I don't think that's a school record of the one point at triple jump. I, you'd, to, look, you'd be hard-pressed to find someone who got more points at triple jump. <laughs> uh, probably we have an unofficial record also of like maybe longest-running relationship, though, uh, since my wife and I did uh, uh, start going out when that's we were true. Uh, high school sophomores. Because Ezra met his wife when she was only 14, Monica. As was I. It's really important every time to say this. I don't love this game so much. I'll just be honest with that. He was only 14. I just, I want, oh, this is my least favorite part. We were both 14. This is very important to know. <laughs> yeah, you probably do have an unofficial record, but you're probably not, name's not hanging in the rafters, but that's true about your mom meeting a, a man on EverQuest, Hunter. But it's cool. Everything it's also cool. true that I got a, once got second place in a slam poetry competition. That's a true thing about me. Nice. Um, I would have definitely gotten first, but I swore, and there was a no swearing rule, and so they docked me points for a swear word. Uh, can't I can't be clean when people tell me to. Uh, anyway, you can follow me at Alex underscore Falcon on TikTok, also at Alex Falcon on Threads, and Monica. That was obviously true about your Love Island vows. We talked about that, but also yes. Instagram slash Monica yeah. Nevy, and Big Step Dead Energy, which is like seventy five thousand views on YouTube. What? 150,000 yeah. views. Uh, oh, nice. oh my gosh. Crazy short shortcut those um, views. Yeah. Okay. You doubled since I thought about it If it was only a little bit, I probably wouldn't have said anything. No, no, this is worth it. Um, I, I wrote and down, I have I, a I podcast. Saw, yeah. yeah. Yes, of course, I your podcast. podcast. called Dumb Pitches. It's where successful people come on and talk about their worst ideas. Alex did an episode. I did, yeah. I will link to the episode that I did. As well. there was, and you gave me an award for like most plausible yeah. idea for 2022. Yeah, well, at what? the end of the year, we do it's called the Dummies, and people can vote for their favorite ideas in different categories, and Alex won a dummy. <laughs> I won a dummy. It was, a, it was one of my uh, best accomplishments of 2022. Um, so thank you. Yeah, so Dumb, dumb Pitches is the name of the show. You can find that wherever you find podcasts. Uh, Monica, thank you so much for doing the show. All right, we'll talk to everyone next week. Goodbye. Bye.